We are officially in the air trying to get more and more people on this plane as we continue to sail through the sky. Thanks so much for joining us for yet another edition of UNW Athletics. Flying with DP and Ryan. DP, it is time for the fall sports preview. How are we doing? Well, I'm doing fantastic. I'm just hoping, you know, we haven't hit our limit for plane metaphors before people start <laughs> jumping off this metaphorical plane because they're like enough with beating that dead horse. But we are back, Ryan. Fall preview. Yes, right now as we are recording this, I was sweating walking in to the studio because it's hot, it's muggy, feels kind of like summer. But we're talking fall sports, so get out your... I, I don't know, fall decorations. The leaves are going to be changing colors the soon. pumpkins on the doorsteps. Yeah, I was, yeah, pumpkins <laughs> on the doorsteps. And also, again, this isn't really my style. Like, if you come to my place, my place is not decorated like this. But you know how some people have, like, those little decorative, like, gourds or pumpkins? Yeah. Like, it's decorative gourd season. Yeah. Like, it, we're close to that. So if you are a decorative pumpkin, like, you put out, like, the little pilgrim statues or little fake pumpkins, which again, not my style. Thanksgiving but, is almost here. When yeah, I hear pilgrim, that's what I'm ex- thinking. Of. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so right around the corner. So we're talking fall sports today, Ryan. So get out your decorative gourds. Get out your. Um, I'm trying to think of something else. Fall. Get out your apple orchard. Your I don't know if there's orchard. any decorations for that, but that's that's always what I think of in the fall. Exactly. Let's go. It's fall season. It's about to about to start getting a little cooler. And Ryan, really exciting. Northwestern athletes are back. Freshmen have moved in for not even just athletes. All yeah. Northwestern students, freshmen have moved in. It's you know we're starting the week again. We release this a little bit after we record it, but by the time this is released, Northwestern students will be back and yeah. class is starting this week. Yeah. Which, if that's not a sign for you know fall sports coming, you know then I don't know what else is. Students are back. We are officially up and rolling here at 3003 Snelling Ave North. There we go. Lots of new faces abounding throughout the campus for sure. And DP, as we get into this, we want to just mention to people, like, these situations are obviously still fluid. So maybe just tell the people some reminders before we get into the weeds with all these fall sports. For sure. We're going to preview these sports. Now, I hate to break it to you, but this is not, you know, Ohio State or the University of Minnesota. We do not have... (laughs) ESPN beat reporters at every practice telling us who's playing, who's not. So I hate to say this, but myself and Ryan, probably more so myself, at some point on this podcast or in this podcast history, and it might even happen in this episode, I will probably say something that is not true. And not because I'm trying to, you know, we just may say something that ends up not being true. I mean, we have access to the rosters, UNWEagles.com. Go check it out. Rosters are in the process of being uploaded. Team pictures, headshots are up. So we're starting to get more information. Schedules are up. We know who these fall teams are going to be playing. But again, we don't know if somebody's going to be playing the same role that they played last year. We don't know these incoming freshmen coming in. We don't have ESPN breaking down like the top 150. You know, we know some. I would say you and I probably know more than the average fan or, you know, person around the University of Northwestern, Ryan. But we don't know everything. So that is a good disclaimer to put out there. We may say something. You might be thinking like, hey, that's not true. This person is going to be doing this this year or switch positions. And that's probably true. We just don't know. And a quick plug, if you do hear that, please like, don't just sit on it. Yes. Let us know. Where can they let us it. know? 
I forgot the email address. <laughs> <laughs> it's unwflyingpod at gmail.com. You Is got that right? it. You didn't there forget we it. And we'll, we'll <laughs> maybe even post that in the podcast description so email it's easy us. for people. But email yeah, us. We would Let love, love, love to hear from you, unwflyingpod please at gmail.com. Please don't ask me questions I don't know the answer to. Without well, we, I but was we a love, little nervous about that. We love any kind of information. So sorry sorry to step on what you are saying there, That's David. That's okay. Just letting people know. Yep. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. You're 100% right. And Ryan, why don't you... Uh, Give us a little preview. Why don't you start us off here? Fall seasons, 2022. And how about this, Ryan? 2020 kind of feels like ancient history. It was just a few short years ago that we didn't even have a fall season. Yeah. And now we we had a normal-ish fall year last year. Yeah. We're even more so back to normal here in 2022, and that's got to have everybody, I don't care who you are, fired up. Rumor is the stands are going to be even more full here on campus. There's going to be more people on the road watching all of our fall athletes. It's going to be beautiful. Yes. A sight to see. I don't know who told you that rumor, but uh, that rumor is out there. This campus is buzzing, David, with people just saying they cannot wait to be back. And we did talk about in our first ever episode of this podcast, Ryan, we talked about how good the fan support was last year. The best I've ever seen. And I've been around Northwestern Athletics for nine years now. The best I've ever seen. And... Yeah, I, I think it's going to continue to get better. Rumor like is said. they're going to turn the dial another notch. <laughs> all these rumors. Where are you hearing it? Stop gossiping. Hey, You're hearing all these rumors. You give up your sources, they'll uh, exactly. stop being your sources. They'll stop being so, your sources. So anyway, anyway, I'll try to get this thing back on track. We're going to start with golf, David, because they are the first official team to have their first official competition, and it's this week. There's Northwestern golf this week. Yeah. And it's a sport. We're talking about, oh, sports are almost back. They are back yeah. this week. Northwestern men's and women's golf. Ryan, why don't you tell us where they'll be at this week? They will be in Ham Lake, the Eagles facing off against the Polars of Crown College. Hopefully the weather cooperates on Friday. I think it's supposed to be pretty nice. Yep, and I was going to say this is the first time Northwestern is playing the Polars, but that's not true because the the Crown College, formerly known as the Storm, they changed their name to the Polars last spring. So I believe it was either our baseball or softball team who's who – gave us the first ever Northwestern versus the Polars matchup. But this is the first time that these golf teams have met as Eagles versus the Polars. Usually we're talking about going into the eye of the storm. Now we're going into the Polars den or whatever we're saying now. So, yeah, we're starting off. And, Ryan, let's talk about the women first. Conference champs. Yeah, So target on the back. Exactly, their first ever conference championship. So for the first time, Ryan, they are that team that teams are gunning for. And, Ryan, we, we know there's a difference there, right, of being the team trying to chase down the top dog. Yes. Now you're the top dog. Yeah. Teams are coming for you now. That makes it a little bit different, doesn't it? Absolutely it does. You kind of have to treat it differently, and it's what we talk about often in sports. Like, you can try to ignore it, but the players know when Coach Ani's meeting with all the girls, it's the elephant in the room. Yep. So are we going to talk about it? I'm sure they are talking about it before they officially hit the links on Friday. But, David, the beauty with this team is I'll let you get into the roster a little bit. Tons of returners. Yep, they do. Yep, they have a lot of returners back. So out of that team that won the UMAC championship last year, you know, you have five starters, you know, quote-unquote starters in golf. And, again, I'm a basketball coach, so I kind of always you like relate. like number five. I relate <laughs> things to basketball terms, so I kind of think of it as, oh, you're starting five. You have five players that score for you um, in a golf tournament, and you can change those around. You don't have to start, you know, quote-unquote start the same girls, have those as your scorers. But you can mix it around. But Northwestern has four of those five girls back on the women's side. So, again, in no particular order, you have Maddie Krause back. 
You have Claire Hawkinson back. You have Kelly Vandenbush back, and you have Kirsten Darling back. So those four are back for the Northwestern women's golf team. And, Ryan, you know what was so cool about the women last year? They won every single regular season meet that they played in the fall, and then obviously the the postseason tournament that got them to the national tournament in the spring. But usually in golf, right? and you're probably a little bit more of a pro golf fan than I am. I don't watch a lot of pro golf. Oh, yeah. But usually in pro golf, Ryan, you kind of have, like, your stars, like, oh, you know, Tiger Woods is always at the top, or Phil Mickelson is always at the top. You yeah. can tell my golf knowledge comes from the <laughs> early 2000s and, and nothing very recent. But Northwestern women's golf was so cool because they went through a stretch their first like five meets of the year. Somebody else, or excuse me, I'm phrasing this poorly, somebody different led Northwestern in their first five yeah. matches. Balance, so, again, yeah. I'm trying to explain this well. I don't know if I'm doing a good job. No, you but aren't. Someone different. It was Maddie Krause one week. Then it was Kirsten Darling one week. Then it was Kelly Vandenbush one week. Then it was uh, Claire Hawkinson one week. So Northwestern's so balanced in that way, and that has to feel good for Coach Ani and his coaching staff because golf's funny, right? Yep. You could have a really good tournament, and then you could have a not-so-very-good tournament. Yep. And when your best player has that not-very-good tournament, usually you would think, oh, we're a little vulnerable here. Our best player didn't play well. But the way Northwestern's women's golf team is set up, they are set up to fight against that because they have so many top girls. And and they all are so balanced, and they all have the capability of shooting really, really good scores. Now, Ryan, the question there is going to be, who's going to be that fifth girl? Now, again, we don't know. I mean, we don't claim to have any inside information. But as you watch Northwestern women's golf this year, that's going to be kind of the important question. Who is going to fill that fifth spot on this defending conference championship team? And I think you would agree with this, David. I mean, if you want to turn it to basketball and make the analogy oh, there. Of course I do. You're only you're only as good as your fourth, fifth, maybe oh, even sure. sixth man for option. Sure. Because guess for what? Sure. You're going to need those players to produce at some point if you want to be successful and be at the top of the mountain and be repeat champions. They're going to need that fourth, fifth spot. To play a big role. Okay, I'm going to go on a quick tangent here. We have the Northwestern Cross Country team Love running it. past our studio window here. And, uh, man, they're looking good out there. They are cruising. Looks like they're getting back from a long run. Not quite a match made in heaven because we're not talking about them yet. But we will be on this yeah. episode. So yeah. there we go. Sorry. Uh, get, we can get back to your point. You're good. You're good. No, I mean, the depth. No, I agree with you. The depth is going to be something to watch. For sure. And now let's flip it over to the men's golf team. Ryan, they were right in the mix for that UMAC Conference Championship last year, and they did lose some solid golfers from last year. Noah Johnson's not going to be back. A.J. Watlin's not going to be back. But Northwestern has some really good golfers back, Ryan, and the first two names that come to mind are Max Wilcox and Jackson Nias. You know, these two guys are back, and these two guys have played a lot of varsity golf throughout the years for Northwestern, and they're going to be the leaders of the team coming back. Yeah, absolutely, and it wasn't – too long ago where this squad was on top, I think it was, I mean, I guess depending on who you ask, I think it was 2016 yep. when they last won the UMAC championship. So, I mean, only good things ahead, David, like you said, when you look at underclassmen who got experience, and that's not a bad thing to say. We got other spots to fill. For and sure. Coach Ani's, you know, he's been around the block, and we're hopefully going to talk yep. to him at some point on this pod. But yep. if there's any guy who can get the best out For of sure. underclassmen who don't have a lot of experience, he's been there before. For sure. And again, I, I don't want to speculate too much. We, we gave that disclaimer at the top. I do know 
that Northwestern has some really good freshmen on the men's golf side that are going to have a chance to play some role this year. They're going to raise some eyebrows. They they will, and they're going to have a chance. And again, golf you got to get out. You got to do it on the course. You know, yep. you can shoot. You know, certain things in high school, or you can shoot certain scores in practice. But you know, when when the pressure starts, when you get when, to Friday afternoon in Ham Lake, it's it, a different exactly. kind of pressure. <laughs> it is when you're going up against the mighty Polars. <laughs> it gets a little bit different out there. So. I do know for a fact that there are a couple newcomers on this Northwestern team that are going to have a chance to contribute, and they're going to be in the mix. Um, now, again, I, the reason we don't want to go too far into that is we want to let these guys get out and prove it first. Once they prove it, yep. then we'll really start talking about them on this podcast. We'll really yes. start giving them some love. Max Wilcox and Jackson Nias have proved it. These other guys have a chance and have the natural talent and ability to do that. And I know for a fact, and I know these guys, and you know, I personally believe in them. I think they're going to go out and get it done. But once they do it this Friday, you know, then we'll start really talking about them. But I think there's a lot of excitement around both golf teams, but I think it's a little bit different excitement. The Northwestern women's team got four or five starters back from a championship team a year before expectations are there yep Yep. you you really know what these girls are capable you're excited about that and then on the men's team there's there's a level of excitement too it's just a little different it's more kind of the unknown excitement okay we got a couple really good guys back from last year's team but we have some other really really good guys coming in and what can they do so equal reasons to be excited just slightly different you know forms of excitement and I would say Northwestern is now kind of going into a, another year here with this golf simulator. These kids have been training all year long now. That yeah. wasn't possible before. You know, once snow hits in October, <laughs> October November, you know, it's, yep. it's hard to kind of get out on the golf course. And that snows there until March, April. Now Northwestern, they've added this golf simulator. These kids, I've seen them in there all the time. They're yeah. working hard. They're training. You know, that's going to add a level of excitement, too. So I would say there's really, really strong things going on with this, you know, golf program here at Northwestern, both on the men's and women's side. And the two words you love to say, stay tuned. After they get some results in the book, we're going to talk a lot more about the golf squads. Okay, now, David, time to move from the links to the pitch. Let's no, go. not pitching like baseball. The pitch, <laughs> as they say, across the pond, soccer. Okay, we're talking about Soccer, not American football. Soccer, I think you know what we're talking about. I think about. you made it very clear <laughs> what we were talking about. I think Just everybody to, knew what yes. you were talking about 10 seconds ago. So let's obviously start ladies first. That's what we like to do, David. Coach Pettit squad, all right? They have been right there near the top, if right not there. on the top, the last chunk of years. Last year, they get to the last day, the day you want to be playing on, the first Saturday in November. It's bitterly cold. And then to add on top of that, you have to go – out to Superior, where you're near the lake. It's even a little colder. The wind's blowing. But it's a privilege to be in that spot. Yeah. They were a juggernaut. They couldn't win the title last year, but they were right there so, so close. They were right there. And just looking back how last year's season ended, the Northwestern Eagles, they finished second. They got to host the UMAC semifinal, where they beat Bethany Lutheran. And, Ryan, we were both there for that That was a war. That was an awesome game. It came down to – let me just check so I don't misspeak here – it came down to a goal in the 67th minute. So it was 0-0 Penalty for kick. 66 minutes. 67th minute, R.J. Mullen, who graduated, she's not back this year. She scored a penalty kick goal uh, to put the Eagles up 1-0, to and they won. Now, fast forward a few days after that, 
They go up to the UMAC champions, UW Superior. The Eagles fall down 3-0. to zero. They were trailing 3-0 to zero in that game, and they fight back. They get this thing all the way back to 3-2. So the Eagles were trailing 3-0 in the 71st minute. Megan Court, she scores, puts the Eagles on the board, makes it 3-1. to one. Then the Eagles fighting back in the 74th minute score again. Amanda Kasurik, who graduated, she's not back. And the Eagles made it 3-2, to two, and they had about 17, you know, 16 minutes after that, Ryan, to try to get that third and kind of equalizing goal. Just were not able to find it. They lost to UW-Superior. Then the Eagles went on to the NCAA Regional where they lost to Trinity Christian. So, Ryan, you said it. Knocking on that door against the Yellow Jackets, who have kind of been a little bit of a powerhouse when it comes to soccer, both on the men's and women's side in the UMAC. But the Eagles are right there. And, Ryan, I think when you look at the roster, again, a lot of really good players coming back. Some key players from last year graduating as well. So we're going to need some new faces on this women's soccer team to step up too. But, Ryan, let's take a quick look at some of the girls coming back. And let's start, obviously, with one of the all-time goal scorers in Northwestern soccer history in her first two years, Megan Moeller. Yeah, she's going to be uh, counted on once again this season for Coach Pettit's squad, and I just want to make sure that I get this number correctly. So she started in every game she played last year. I mean, that's no shocker there. 17 goals, I believe, she had in her 2021 campaign, adding on top of the 11 that she had as a freshman. And I don't know what you would set the over-under for this year. It's got to be near the high teens again for for her. And I know that Coach Pettit is going to be counting on her to put up those big numbers And it's huge to have someone like that back, but obviously it's going to take much more than just Megan. You think of some other scores near the top last year, Emily Curry, who feels like she was here forever. She can't come back for another year. She's done. (laughs) She's tapped out. (laughs) Amanda Kosurik, who you also mentioned, she's also not back. But now moving over to the other side, okay, obviously you got to score to win in soccer. you got to keep the other team from scoring on you. And a big part of that, obviously, who's your last line of defense? Your goalkeeper. We've been saying Ellie Fryer's name the last couple of years. All-conference player. Hate to break it to you. She's gone. She's gone. <laughs> Who stands between the goalposts? I don't know. So, that's some, a big yeah, question. Exactly. Somebody's going to have to do it. So, Ryan, that's a really interesting storyline to follow is who's going to be in net for these Lady Eagles as they kick off their season here in not very long, just over a week about. So uh, that's a huge question, Ryan. Who's going to be in net? But, again, there are some really good players coming back. You some, know, the, some great underclassmen, defensemen, too. The, yes. Yep, the goaltender is going to be a question, but as we look, Ryan, we got a midfielder, Megan Court. I mentioned uh, her name in that UW She really game. came on later in the season. Yeah, a lot she more. had four yep. goals on the season, and again, you, you said that, Ryan. You said that well. In her freshman year, you know, a lot of those goals came late in the season, and yep. one of them, in, you know, in the biggest game of the year, the UMAC championship game. So Megan Court's back, McKenna Gordy. You talked about Ryan, some good defenders back for the Eagles. McKenna Gordy, she's a junior. She plays on that back line for the Eagles. Sophia Schmidt has played some soccer for the Eagles. She's an upperclassman. She's been around a long time. Trey Modaf has played a lot of soccer. Another senior for the Eagles who's played a lot. Makaya Wren, another good senior back there playing defense for the Eagles. So, Ryan, we kind of talk about these defenders a lot on that back line, Yeah. which when you have a brand-new goaltender, which, again, we don't know who it's going to be. Is it going to be someone who is backing up Ellie last year? Is it going to be a new face, a freshman, a transfer? We don't know, which is, you know, 
Sometimes I do wish we kind of had like the ESPN level coverage, like knowing what's going on. But I got to say, it's exciting kind of not knowing too. Yeah. You know, when we show up to watch these Eagles play for the first time, we're like stoked. We're like, who's going to be playing yeah. goal? So we're really excited about that. Um, Maya Chan really impressed me last year. She logged I'm, mega minutes uh, last another year. Another defender. She's going to do the same this as year. As a freshman. Yep. Um, so again, you said a lot of freshmen really playing well for Coach Pettit last year. And then Lily Fabianchi, another senior back for the Eagles. She's a midfielder. So a lot of new, uh, you know, returning faces to kind of pair with these exciting new faces too. Kind of similar to what we talked about with the golf team. But we're really looking forward. Do you want to take us through a little bit their schedule? You know, when do they open up? What are yeah. some big games to circle? Why don't you tell us when that UW-Superior home game is? Because that's one, if you're an Eagle fan, you got to be out at Reynolds Field when the Eagles are getting that rematch of the UMAC title game from a year ago. Yeah, uh, Dr. Hill, I believe, mentioned it when we uh, talked to him last week, David, but he mentioned how tough of a non-conference it is for Coach Pettit's squad, and hopefully that's going to prepare them well for UMAC play, that date you talk about that people want to circle on their calendars. It's a late one, David. Yep. Saturday, October the 22nd, a 3.30 start. Hosting Superior, third to last UMAC contest. It's going to be cold. I'm sure there's going to be a lot on the line for that one, and it's senior day. Final home game in the regular season. Okay, we're hoping they're going to have at least one yeah, playoff you game. You can't write a script like that. Senior day, UW-Superior. It's almost like the uh, schedule makers knew what the they were stars doing. stars <laughs> aligned. So it, there's going to be a lot of fun matchups throughout the season. They're going to have a lot of home games in September, and then they're going to have some stretches on the road. And as I mentioned, final home game of the regular season. I'll keep saying that. October the 22nd. I'm banking on Wednesday, November the 2nd. There's going to be soccer out at Reynolds Field. I don't know if there's going to be one game so or are, two. Are you going to not make any plans that day? You're going to like someone's my, going to say, "Hey Ryan, want to hang out on Wednesday, November 2nd? I'll say no. And you're going my to say no. For that I'm going to for be the an, moment. I'm going to be announcing yep. playoff soccer. Yeah, exactly. I love that. That's awesome. And then obviously, you know, here in Northwestern, we we love to talk about these games against the school down the road. They open with Bethel, yeah. like you said. This is I mean, Doctor Hill. He he knows what he's talking about. He's the athletic director for a reason. You go at Bethel, then you have Platteville at home, then you're at McAllister. I mean, these are really, really good non-conference teams that yeah. are playing out of the shoot, which, Ryan, we always talk about. That's got to be so helpful for you when you get into UMAC play. Man, we're battle-tested. We've played yep. three, four tough games against tough opponents. Like, there's nothing that's going to surprise you oh, when yeah. you get to conference play if you're really pushing and challenging yourself in non-conference play. Yeah, and I mean, we talk about it for all these sports at Northwestern, and you know it specifically with your work with the men's basketball squad. Yes, you want to win in the non-conference, especially yeah. against that friend down the road in Bethel on opening night. You'd like nothing more. For but sure. when the cream rises to the top and you get to later October and you're trying to make your hay, you know, regular season for show, postseason for dough, those are the games that matter. You're just preparing yourself for that spot. Everyone forgets about the record when you're out in Superior, Wisconsin on Championship Saturday. You do, but can I push back a little bit on yeah, you? Yeah, go ahead. So at the University of Northwestern, you are trying to make the NCAA Division Three tournament. If you do not make that, yeah. you get to go to the NCAA tournament. Good point, yeah. If you won the regular season championship or if you've won 66% of your games that year. Yep. So now that gets fluctuated a little bit sometimes. But that's kind of the standard for going to the NCAA tournament. Yep. So I say that just to say 
these non-conference games are important too. They for still tra- for Don't trying to make these yep. NCAA. Again, I agree with you. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying that is a level here at Northwestern that maybe other schools don't have. Yep. That you want to win these non-conference games too because you want to try to get into that NCAA tournament as well. And that played into it last year, like you were talking about. They as didn't they win did. the conference, but they went into postseason past the UMAC because yeah. of that. And I guarantee you that big senior class of. Emily Curry, R.J. Mullen, I guarantee you they treasured that trip that they got to take yeah. to Chicago to play against Trinity. Any you know, time kind of, of the one year. More a trip to Chicago, can't beat it. <laughs> Love Chi-Town. Okay, Ryan has turned into a Chicago tour guide here, so we better move this yes. along to men's soccer. Why don't yes. you take us to the men's side of the pitch, Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, lots and lots of talent coming back, but there's also some people that they're going to miss for sure. And the big thing that I look at, David, is replacing some size. And let's talk about the back line of defense to start with. Cole Alfrey, I mean, multiple great, great years here at Northwestern. Isaac Friesen, also a tank on the back end. Kobe Westlink at the top of the pitch. All those guys over six feet tall, they have a lot of talent coming back, but how do they replace that size? Also similar to the woman's side, David, can you tell me who's going to be no, between the posts? Exactly. I knew you were going to go there. It's the same storyline for both Northwestern soccer teams. Who's going to play goalie? I mean, that's an important position. That's like the quarterback. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> that's a point guard. I mean, that is important, man. You got to keep that ball out of the net. So who is going to play that? Again, just like the women's side, we're going to be stoked to see who is playing there um, between the pipes. But, you know, you're right, Ryan. Definitely losing some size, especially on the back end. But – similar to the women's side, some players that really impressed me kind of in their younger years, you know, some of them in their freshman years, some of them, you know, sophomore, whatever, but some underclassmen from a year ago who really impressed me. You know, we had Dr. Hill on here last week. He talked about his son, Aaron Hill. Man, he had a nice freshman year. Yeah. You know, we're not just saying that because I want Dr. Hill to uh, keep me around or, or pad my pockets. I yeah. mean, that kid got out on the on the pitch and made a lot of plays as a freshman and he played up he played back he played mid he did a lot of different things you can't talk about northwestern men's soccer without talking about one of the best goal scorers on the team and one of the most fun biggest personalities on the team jt olsen the junior from modesto california i mean just a fun guy to know he's got some cali flavor let's just put it he does and and he is a he's a highlight reel out there i mean he'll score goals but his his goals maybe should count for one and a half because sometimes they're, they're on the highlight reel. Yep. Um, you know, doing a lot of really impress, impressive things. Got Alejandro Alfaro. Another he, great freshman last freshman year. Freshman last year who I think you were around, you know, for some of these games, delivered some, like, firecrackers yeah. from, like, deep into the back of the net for the Eagles. Really good. And then one of my favorite storylines from last year, do you know what I'm going to say? Mitchell Pfeiffer. Mitchell Pfeiffer. How about that Martin Just Luther game? Out, out of, of nowhere. nowhere yeah. This kid, this freshman from Avail Academy, you know, he's out there. He's rocking Speed his demon. Rocking his goggles. He's running past everybody. Didn't play all year. Yeah. And just comes out there and just. Two goals that afternoon. And just dominates the last game of the season. I, I'm fired up to see what this kid does, you know, as a sophomore. You got Tim Deloy back. Again, and then these you guys got are Tim's all brother, sophomores. David Deloy coming, yeah, coming in. Coming in as a freshman. I mean, so. we're going to need some replacements on the back end defensively. This this sophomore class for the Eagles is really, really good. We just mentioned Deloy, Pfeiffer, Alfaro, Hill. Some really, really good guys uh, coming back. There was one guy I really – I feel like we're missing. Who I mean, Joey a lot. McMillan played yeah, a lot. Yeah, McMillan as a played last a lot. Year. Garrett Myers played some yep. last year. 
Um, you know, again, if we miss someone, we, you know, we're not doing it on purpose. We're, we're trying to manage these rosters the best we can. But a lot of really good guys coming back from last year. Um, and, again, yeah, that's the question, Ryan. Who's going to play in net? Because yep. the Eagles have enough talent, enough skill. And the one thing I love about Coach Wheaton, he always brings guys in. And yep. just like we were talking this year, all these freshmen were so impressive. That's not a fluke with Coach Wheaton. He yep. always brings in freshmen who can play, and he always has guys starting out there who are freshmen, and they always look ready to go. And if you look at their roster on UNW Eagles, you're showing me right now. I mean, lots of freshmen holy coming smokes. in. <laughs> I mean, they recruited and then a some. lot of freshmen coming in. So give the coaching staff credit. They they lost some guys last year. We talked about that. Kobe Westlink, you know, Austin Gunkel, and Nets are these guys, yep. but. They load it up, and a handful of them are goalies too. So we'll see who's in net. We're excited to follow that competition, you know, as we kind of exit the preseason, get into the regular season. Ryan, let's talk about their schedule. They open up with the Royals as well. Yeah, and that's always a fun game. I mean, I can't remember the last time that that thing was not compelling for at least 80, 85, sometimes more than 90 minutes. I mean, that game has some juice. An instant classic last year, too, with Northwestern losing 2-1. to Heartbreaker. It was an unbelievable game. Kobe Westling started things off with a goal in the 20th minute, and then Bethel in the 85th minute snuck a goal in. Um, But it was an awesome game. Yeah, let's travel over there, okay? UNW Nation, do you hear me? Yeah. Thursday night, September the 1st. Get some people down there to Bethel. They yeah. will welcome you with open yeah. arms. It's a Thursday night. What yes. else is going on? Just not hit, much. Gra- hit dinner at the Billy. <laughs> yeah. Head head over to yes. to North. Uh, to, it's not uh, a far drive. You'll Bethel. you'll find your way. I love. There's nothing I love more than seeing a lot of purple on that campus down the road. I just yeah. uh, literally in life. There's, there's very <laughs> very few things I love more than just seeing <laughs> that campus in Arden Hills over there just flooded in purple and gold. Let's make that happen. Yeah, and then there's some fun uh, non-conference games as well. Some big-name schools on here, too, similar to the women. Yeah. I mean, you're coming home with Wartburg, who's good at everything. Labor Day night. How <laughs> I mean, about that? Wartburg's not bad at anything. I mean, nope. they, they are a really good athletic school. Some more down UMAC, Mayak, Augsburg coming over here. We're going to talk a little bit for football. They're also going to play some other football on the pitch at Reynolds Field as well with the Aggies <laughs> coming in for soccer. And then we get into conference play and – Lots of juicy matchups, just like the women's squad senior day will be juicy. Saturday the 22nd against UW-Superior. And Dr. Hill talked about it, David. You know, the top of the UMAC, really strong in men's soccer. But we've seen it against the top dogs. We saw it last year. One last thing I want to say on men's soccer, finding a way late, whether it's in extra time or before you get to extra time to hang on, do you remember how many heartbreaking walk-off losses they had in extra For time sure. last year? That record could have been a lot different with razor-thin margins For against sure. that top tier. A- against, yeah, against, like you said, the really good teams in the conference. So Northwestern gave Bethany, gave Superior, gave all those top teams everything they could handle. And there was a stretch, Ryan. You know, I don't have the schedule in front of me, so I don't want to make a mistake. But there was a stretch that felt like there were two, three, four overtime games in a row for the Eagles. And again, Ryan, who, what did we just say? All these guys were freshmen. All these freshmen were playing in all these overtime games against yeah. the top teams in the conference. So wouldn't you think that would be a pretty good sign going into their sophomore year? Absolutely. You know? And I'll leave it They're there. Maturing. That's, that's the last thing I'll say on that. Yes. So excited to watch. We've talked golf. We've talked soccer. Really excited to watch all those programs compete this year. Absolutely. Next, we are moving away from the field, and we're moving 
Would you call it the course? Into a field. Wait, like well, a, literal, a, a field. A literal field, a, with, a field without all the painted lines in the different exactly. colors. Exactly. Yes, the course. We're heading out the there. The course. Which yes. we talked about on the first ever episode. It's your goal to call a Northwestern That'd cross country. Which, I, I again, wouldn't be very good at it probably, but. I lamented that I would probably be the guy pedaling the bike, <laughs> you know, the tandem, that you would be like reverse, like watching the runners announcing, <laughs> or I'd be driving a four-wheeler with you on it. I so. think your idea with the blimp was better. We got to yeah, get an overhead view. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That would actually be sweet, you know, a little tangent here to watch cross country event from a blimp like that yeah because then you could like see like oh my gosh this guy is like turning on the jets he's going like like you'd have that would be awesome it's like when you turn on the tour de france and they're like (laughs) oh my goodness look at this guy around the bed here there's all these exactly except then you're not excited because it's day one of a 75 day competition lance armstrong though back in the day before we heard of all the all the other news i mean that was that was great television but northwestern doesn't have cycling so (laughs) so we will get back to cross country ryan why don't you take a quick look at their schedule for us kind of tell us what's uh, coming up here for northwestern men's and women's cross country yeah they're coming up soon as well dp i mean we got and they and again i'll just interrupt real quick they have an identical schedule so that's why we're kind of covering them both together Yes, that is a good disclaimer for sure. They start a duel with North Central out in Falcon Heights, the Falcon Heights Community Park. Get out there. Battle of the Birds. Battle Falcons versus birds. the Eagles. Yes. Love that. So taking on taking on North Central in that one. And, you know, they only have, at least this is as far as the schedule goes right now, before postseason play, there's only five invitationals, meets, whatever you want to call them. So, you know, some of these other sports we talk about, okay, Get your legs underneath you, like get grooving, get into the season a little bit. Yes, they're spaced out, David, but before you know it, I mean, they got one on Thursday the 1st, and then they got one on Saturday the 2nd. Your regular season is already going to be two-fifths of the way done before we even hit Labor Day. It's crazy. crazy. It goes fast. It goes fast, for sure. And, Ryan, we've talked a little bit about it with the men's and women's golf teams a little bit of the same thing where one team has a lot of experience coming back and the other one doesn't. So on the men's team, if you followed Northwestern cross country, which if you're listening to the, this podcast, I would think you're an Eagle super fan. So you probably do a lot of names. You'll recognize France, Kephart, McDonald, Moser. These are all guys who were turning in really, really solid times for the Eagles. Moser was a freshman last year. So was Kephart. So these guys now have a year of competing under their belts. They're back. Franz is a junior. McDonald's a junior. No seniors on that squad. So looking the you know bright going into the next year as well. But a lot of experience coming back for the Eagles. And we talked about it, Ryan, last year. Just a lot of PRs. You know, it just there were young runners, a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores, and it just seemed like they were getting better. Every meet, every meet, every meet, better yep. and better time, which tells me these guys are really, really hard workers. They get after it. They compete. So now having a whole, you know, I'm trying to think. You have a, you finish cross country. You have a whole winter. You have a whole spring. You have a whole summer. Yeah, so having all these, yep. you know, seasons, this whole off season to train, I would expect really, really big things coming from this men's squad. Do you have anything else to add before I head over to the women? Yeah, no, that's a great point, David. And if you're Coach Teeson and we talk about how much experience he has, we're going to talk about that more throughout this fall. But if there's any guy who can get the best out of his underclassmen, kind of like what we were talking about with Coach Ani, it's Coach Teeson. And if you're consistently beating your personal best meet after meet, that's all you can ask for. Exactly. Because if you keep doing that, the results oh, are eventually going to come. Yep. So he'll continue to be patient and just say, 
I'm just challenging you guys in this room. We're not looking at the rest of the competition. You continually, and you're not going to like it when I say this, change your best. Good things are going to come. <laughs> hey, I didn't know I had a podcast with PJ Flex, so I'm happy <laughs> you keep saying that. But, yeah, moving on to the women's team, a little different. You know, not a lot of names you're going to recognize yet. As soon as the season starts and these girls start performing out there on the course, you'll start to recognize these names. We'll start talking about them. Again, we we kind of said at the beginning, we don't want to speculate too much because we don't know how it's going to go. We just don't know a lot about these newcomers. As these girls start performing out on the course, we'll start yes. talking about them a lot. We'll start breaking down their times, their performances, where they're from. But a lot of new girls on this women's cross country team, names that you don't recognize, which tells you the future is going to be bright. You know, yep. a couple freshmen, a couple sophomores that are new to the team. So really excited about the future of this women's cross country team. It's unknown because we don't know these girls. They haven't run before, but that's exciting. That tells you the future's bright. These girls are going to get out there on the course. They're going to start performing and we'll start breaking down their times and performances too. Yeah. I mean, I'll keep beating the dead horse here, David. When you have over 30 years of experience, Coach Thiessen isn't panicking. No. He's looking at it saying, you know what, this is a fresh new challenge, and I'm excited for the challenge ahead. For sure. No, he's he has seen it all out there on the course, and and you know these, these freshmen aren't going to present him with any kind of challenge that he hasn't seen before or um, you know, coached before. So looking forward to seeing what both cross-country squads do this year. All righty. Moving on now to football. We are heading back to the field that we were at moments ago with soccer, but now we're talking real American football. I won't, <laughs> oh, yeah, I won't belabor the point any, yeah, any further. Be careful saying real, real football. Real yeah, American. So there we go. Let me make that perfectly okay. clear. Is I am not trying to dodge on soccer. Get our fan base <laughs> mad at us here. Come on now. So, David, they are in the thick of position battles, figuring out who's going to get starting roles, who's going to replace the veterans who have left the program, scrimmages happening. We won't get into the weeds with that, but it's coming fast and furious under the lights Saturday night, September the 3rd, a battle of the birds, as you love to say, UMAC versus Mayak. Where do you want to start? Um, Real quick, you're throwing me <laughs> off to this battle of the birds. Is I mean, I know Augsburg has like a bird as their logo, but is an Augie a bird? I don't know if it's an official bird, but their mascot is a bird, <laughs> isn't it? Although it is interesting that the – I mean, it is a bird. I just yeah. don't think an Augie is a bird. Well, okay, so, but, okay, but just, a bunch of Mayak schools, they kind of cheat. The Johnnies, the I know, but you say battle of the birds. An eagle versus an Augie, that confuses me. But I will say, after the Eagles play the Augies, they play – the Concordia University Falcons, um, and then they play the University of Wisconsin River Falls Falcons. So a lot of bird on bird Some crime going on at the early parts of this football season. But to answer your question, Ryan, it does not get better than that. September third, Eagles opening up against Augsburg under the lights. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it. And Ryan, I am fired up about this football team. Now again, on each side of the ball, it's a little bit different. On offense, there's a lot of names coming back. You got Damon Clapper coming back, who, um, you know, we're hoping to have on the podcast at some point here too. Um, you know, we'll let you know, you know, when we can get that done. You got Damon Clapper coming back. You got Bo Burke coming back. His sophomore year, he was borderline unguardable down the stretch for the Eagles as a wide receiver. Yep. You know, now he's as a freshman, so now he's in his sophomore year. What's he going to be able to do? Jeremiah Staten coming back. 
At running back, you know, there's also some exciting incoming running backs, too, who might get a chance to carry the ball for the Eagles. Offensive line, you got Brock Deary, you got some other guys coming back. So pretty veteran offensive line as well. And then quarterback, you know, we're going to see what it is right now. Nick Drinken, he came on about halfway through the year last year. And, Ryan, he's exciting. I mean, yeah. he's just – he's got that Brett Favre, Patrick Mahomes. Now, please don't, like, get me trending. David Peterson on the Northwestern Podcast compared Nick Drinken to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Nick Drinken's my guy, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. I'll say that right now. What I'm saying Plain is his style. play style. Yep. He is running around out there making plays. You know, he's creative. creative. Yep. Improviser. Very yep. creative out there. Uh, fun to watch play. That's the best way I can I can describe the way Nick Drinken plays quarterback. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and then we got the we got the man Boomer calling plays again. His second full year as offensive coordinator. Yeah. So I'm really excited about all these pieces coming back on offense. I expect the Eagles to put up points, and I expect them to sling the ball around a little bit too. You got Damon Clapper to throw the ball to. You got Bo Burke to throw the ball to. There's also some other guys. I mean, you know, again, we can't name everybody. As the season goes on, we'll start naming more and more guys, but. A lot of weapons offensively for drinking whoever ends up being the quarterback to get the ball to. Yeah, and last year we talked about it a lot, David, in the non-conference portion of the schedule when they had some really, really tough competition. We're going to see, you know, another couple tough opponents in this non-conference portion. But the offense did what they could in trying to keep up with the opposition, but you can only go so far without having a consistent run game. When that started to come to fruition later on in the season for Northwestern, Everything opens up. So you mentioned Jeremiah Staten back. That's huge. What are we going to get from an offensive line that has some experience coming back? Like you said, some younger guys maybe pushing them. Yep. We talk about recruiting for some of the other sports. I know that's something they're so excited about. So many freshmen infused. Huge. Now yep. we'll have to wait and see how many of them play, but does it even help the guys who are playing? Competition and practice. I mean, that's huge. For sure. I especially mean, going into a season with and, football. And Ryan, you just you can't stress depth enough at any love for any sport at the college level. I mean, yep. this is a grind. I mean, people are getting hurt. You're you're bringing different people in and out. I would say maybe you would agree or disagree with me. Football probably is the one that you really, really, really yeah. need depth because you're yeah. just you're playing so many guys, special teams, defense, offense. Guys are getting dinged up. It's yep. it's a physical sport. It's demanding. Yep. You really need depth, and that is something that this football coaching staff. You have to give them credit. They went out. And they loaded this roster up. If you go on UNWEagles.com, you can see the roster. It's big. It's young with these people coming back. Let's talk about defense because that's Coach Moore's baby. That is yeah. <laughs> that is what he does. He's a defensive yep. coach. Yep. Now, there's good guys coming back on defense, too. I don't want to sell that short. Again, they have such a big roster, so I'm going to try to hit some guys. Luke Malmasuro coming back is a big piece. Really yeah. good corner. Start from the back end. Yep. Yeah, really good corner. Um some other good guys coming back. Brad Kalinsky coming back. Man in the middle. Big time. Yep. Really yep. good linebacker. And just a playmaker, too. You know, yep. pick sixes, fumble recoveries, just makes things happen. Yep. Um, he's coming back. You know, you've got some other guys. Again, we're not we're not gonna hit everybody, but good guys coming back on defense, too. I would say, you know, my unofficial novice prediction is that there will be some more younger, newer guys playing on defense than necessarily offense. Now, again, we did the disclaimer at the start of the episode. I could be completely wrong. I mean, there could be a bunch of freshman incoming guys playing on offense. From an outsider, it seems like there's a little more familiar faces, a few more familiar faces on the offensive side of the ball than there is on the defensive side of the ball. But I do know for a fact, now this is a fact, Coach Moore and his staff are fired up about these incoming guys they have on both sides of the ball 
defense in particular as well as we talk about that unit. So you pair these new guys with these guys. Jeffrey Marvichka is a guy i got to mention, too, on the defensive yep, line. Yep. Huge freshman year last year. Yep. That guy's a beast. He's got a motor. He gets after it. So they've got returners at all three levels. Secondary, Malmasuro, linebacker, Kalinsky, Marvichka on and the they're, line. And they're going to have to be the leaders. They're going to have to be the captains for those units, if yep. you will, to help bring along these for underclassmen. Sure. So I, I just, again, I'm really, really excited about what this football team is looking like. You know, there's really, really good guys on both sides of the ball, really good returners, really good new uh, newcomers. Now, one thing I'll say, Ryan, they loaded their non-conference up again, and yep. they did that last year. And I love it because we talked about it. That gets you ready for conference play. Yep. You you need to be ready. You need to test yourself in non-conference action so that when that first conference game on October 1st up near Canada <laughs> in Hancock, Michigan against Finlandia, when that comes, you want to have all the kinks worked out. You want to be ready. So they have four really good non-conference teams. Now, I, I truly believe Northwestern can compete with these teams. They open it up with Augsburg. Then they go to Concordia University in Wisconsin. Then they go to River Falls, who's going to be really, really good. Then they play homecoming here against Hope College, who's going to be really, really good. So four really good teams that I believe Northwestern can can compete with them and, and give them really good games. So I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this football season. I can't wait. Yeah, lots of in- interesting things to look at and position battles that are happening literally as we speak as they're getting ready for the season. And I think it's pretty wide open. Not that we're going to go deep into the UMAC, David, but it, it's pretty open in football for, for sure. someone to take a stranglehold on it. And obviously, once you get into conference play and you get a couple weeks in, you see more of the cream rise to the top. But who's to say they couldn't compete? Exactly. You know, you look at recent years, Martin Luther kind of had a hold on the conference for a couple years there. They have a brand new coach. They have yeah. a first-year coach this year. So you never know what that's going to look like. Greenville, the defending champs, you know, they're solid. But Northwestern Greenville played a really, really good game yep. down in Illinois a year ago, too. Yep. Now Greenville, the Panthers, they have to come up here to Reynolds Field. It's a long trip. Football so, frenzy. Football frenzy. Let's is make be a big that a crowd. tough atmosphere. Exactly. UNW Nation. I'm with come you. Out. No, I'm excited for football. All righty. Moving on. Last but not least. Certainly not least. If you've been listening and wondering, wait, 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 when are they going to get to it? We are getting to it now. We didn't go alphabetically, but we are finishing off with, <laughs> I mean, you could say that because yeah, yeah, there would be could. technically. I'm so. starting to like rack my brain. Did we go alphabetically? Almost, uh, exactly. No, cross country is in the middle. Volleyball, finishing up with the last fall sport here on the Northwestern St. Paul campus. David, your preseason ranked number 15 in the country. Lots of excitement. For this squad, where do you want to start with Coach Wilmis' squad? Well, let's start because we just ended with football talking about how they loaded up their non-conference schedule. You can't mention yeah. loading up your non-conference schedule without saying Coach Wilmis' name. I yes. mean, she does that every year. And, and, they it's did at, it, and it's at a new level this year. And it's at a new level this year. She did it again. She said, we want to be one of the top teams in the country, so we're going to play all these top teams in the country, Ryan, as you look at their schedule. Yeah, so – we're just going to name some of the headliners here. And then there's plenty of other teams who have been to multiple NCAA tournaments sprinkled in as well. But I'm going to start off with the ranked teams that I know. And you, you fill in and fill the gaps as needed, David. So Bethel. Okay, we talked about the soccer squads facing off against them on Thursday night the 1st. Guess what? The Snelling Showdown, the friendly rivalry, whatever you want to call it, it continues the next night. Catherine Powell's Legacy Invitational, such a great event. 
always, Northwestern plays Bethel on that Friday night of Labor Day weekend. It's happening again this year. Bethel, preseason rankings, 20 in the country. Yeah, and, and it just does not get better than that. No. Because it's, we talked about, that's a really fun game, no matter what the sport is, Northwestern versus Bethel. I don't know what the exact distance is. It can't be more than... Two miles separating. It's just a little jaunt. I we, mean, we, you don't even need a car. We should figure. <laughs> we should figure out like how far it really is because it is not far away from. Well, and especially from each if other. you take the far side of our campus, let's just yeah. take a kayak across. You know, Lake Johanna. <laughs> then it'd be really short. What'd you just say? Lake Johanna. Lake Johanna. I'm sorry. Uh, well, Lake I'm just, no, I'm, this no, no, is no, just no. a good <laughs> debate that we'll get going on the Northwestern campus. Do you actually say Johanna? No, 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 no. That's, okay. that's probably okay. incorrect. Okay, I, w- I won't give Johanna. you a hard time because I misspeak a lot. And I don't, don't know why I said Johanna. Okay, I just, just I just way. was wondering if that's how you said it, and I was wondering if we had. To if start anyone a listening knows the correct pronunciation, it's Johanna. We all email us. We all know it. If it's Johanna, let me know. Otherwise, I'll stop saying it. Don't patronize Ryan. It's not Johanna. So. 15 versus 20 doesn't get better than that. It's yep. going to be packed. It's going to be loud. It's going to be really, really fun. Um, and you mentioned these other really good matchups Northwestern Gustavus has. in the preseason yep. rankings in the top 25, that's on the 13th. I mean, Hope College, who the Eagles repaired in the same region with them, were they yep. who knocked us out in the round of 32? I think they were last year. Yes. Yep. Yep. We Hope. get a rematch against them in a, in a Hope College invite, yep. if you will, in and September. Then, and then you go down even farther, and yeah. you start getting into, I mean, even more so, you got the defending national yeah. champions on September 28th, unfortunately, and did, for UNW Nation. That's on the road. Did you see where You're they are in the go. preseason rankings? Can you enlighten me? They're number one, I'm pretty number sure. One. So number they one could, in the country. They could repeat. And, uh, yeah, defending champs. And, again, if you look at the the – Game from last year, yes, Eau Claire won 3-0. Doesn't sound necessarily close. But every single one of those sets was insanely close. I I, I don't want to misspeak, but I think it was like 25-23, 25-23, 25-22. So really, yeah. really Lurs, tightly Last set, 30-28. 30-28. Yep. So, Unbelievable. Yeah, thank you for looking that up. So, yeah, really, really close game last year. And then the one, Ryan, I'm psyched for. I'm sad it's on the road. I'm sad it's down in Waverly, Iowa. Maybe a road trip that some Northwestern fans have to make at Warburg, rematch of the classic. I would say Northwestern Bethel last year was a five set thriller that went the Eagles' way. Northwestern Warburg was a five set thriller that went the Knights' way. So a couple really, really fun rematches. And again, we're we're not even mentioning all of them. I mean, you got some big names. You got Whitewater. You got Stout. You got Stevens Point. Stevens Point. I mean, you got a lot of big names. Uh, College of Saint Benedict. So. Calvin Clarkson. I mean, you had a lot of really, really big names on this Northwestern schedule. So, again, just going to be another really, really fun season of watching the Eagles, who are one of the top teams in the country, play against a bunch of other top teams in the country. And if you're hearing us talk, David, and you're thinking, you know what, you go to the UMAC for all these other sports, why are you starting with the non-conference? Well, first off, like you said, because it's an absolute gauntlet. But let's be honest, David. They have dominated the UMAC. Nothing is guaranteed, <laughs> but they are the favorites and yeah. then some to yeah. repeat in the UMAC, and they're looking past that. Okay, like don't Version. get me wrong. Don't hear I, this. And I'm say, not superstitious. I'm a little stitious, but yeah. I, I, you know, I again, just as a coach, I, I usually try to avoid that line of thinking. But again, you're right, Ryan. In reality, Northwestern has been very dominant in the UMAC. All signs, again, just being realistic. All signs are pointing to that the Eagles will do that again, yep. but. This is why we love sports. You got to go out and do it. 
Yep. I mean, no one thought UMBC was going to beat Virginia. No one thought yeah. 1980 U.S. hockey was going to beat the Soviets. <laughs> I mean, you got to go out and do it, too. So, yeah. you know, we, we love that side of it. That's why we love sports. Well, I, and it was in 17 or 18 when Northwestern hosted Morris. I think it was in, in 17, I want to say. I'd have to double check. But no one thought Northwestern was going to lose that match. Morris came in and took it from them, and they won the UMAC. And guess what? Yeah. UNW's left without a dance partner to go to the NCAA tournament. For sure. Yeah. So, no, we're, we're really excited for this schedule. Taking a look, Ryan, the reason Northwestern's ranked so high in the country, number 15, is they've got a lot back. Now, yep. the elephant in the room, Sidney Schwitters, one of the all-time great Northwestern volleyball players, program history, really one of the great Northwestern athletes. I mean, yeah. when you talk about being decorated, and it not, does not get much not better than Not just stats, that. but like the leadership and all the intangibles yeah. that for you sure. can't quantify. So she graduated. That's a huge loss for the Eagles, but oh my goodness, they are stacked everywhere else. You know, and again, they're, you would be crazy to not think that Coach Wilmoth and her staff are going to find a way to fill that spot at setter too. I mean, of, of course they are. She's She was national coach of the year back in 2016. She's got an unbelievable coaching staff. They are going to find a way. Now, Sydney Schwitter's a really special player. Yeah. They're going to find a way to to fill that gap. I mean, Coach Wilmoth is too good of a coach. Her staff is too good to not figure that out. But looking at these other positions, back line, one of the best defensive players in the country, Marilyn Schroyer, She's back. She's going to officially break records. I mean, she's close to she's one, at least not I, she, maybe she is, multiple records. She's going to break this year. She is unbelievable. She is just, when it comes to being a defensive player, the libero, I mean, she digs everything out. And if you want to see Erickson Center get pumped up, I think she had maybe one or two kills last year where yeah. she sent it over. Yeah. That gets the Erickson fired up because she does not uh, send those over very often. Usually she's on the defensive side. Somebody who gets more than her fair share of kills. Abby Glanzer, the National Freshman of the Year, is back for her sophomore year. And the sky is the limit for what she's going to accomplish in her career, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the expectations are obviously huge for her as a sophomore, but she's also so good, David, because, yeah, the opponent knows you have to stop her. But then on the other side, you have – Kendra Hardy and throw in Gabby Straub as well, two seniors. For sure. So, I yeah. mean, we saw it multiple times last year. You bring up the Warburg match, and I think back to that one. We talked about it on a previous episode. It was the three-headed monster that night. It was yeah. Glanzer went on a run, and then it was Gabby who went on a run, and then it was Kendra who went on a run. When you have three bona fide top-tier options to go at the opponent, that's tough to stop defensively, David. You're like, what do we do? We cannot key in on one of these and load up and set up our wall on one side and just say, okay, they're going to fall off from there. For sure. Very deep. And again, Coach Wilmoth is bringing in new players who are also going to add to this, so we're not going to speculate too much there. But you bring that three-headed monster back, you have a unbelievable defensive player back in Marilyn Schroyer. Yep. And again, one of, we talked about Mitchell Pfeiffer with men's soccer, how he came out of nowhere at the end. How about what Ari Schmidt did yeah. in the last handful of games last year for the Eagles? So really excited to see what she can do in her second season. And then again, there's just so many players Size here that in we're, the middle. Yep. we're not even mentioning, like, Kate Rogers, Lucy Pelzel, Caitlin Pruis. I mean, so much experience back. This yep. senior class for Coach Wilmoth is incredible. Yeah. I mean, look at the names in. I mean, you got, I don't want to miss anyone. You got Schroyer, you got Straub, you got Rogers, you got Pelzel, you got Pruis, you got Hardy. 
And I don't want to miss anyone. Ruth is in. Has played some valuable minutes. She's yep, a key she depth has. Piece. She's yep. a senior. Kira Brown's a junior. She's played a lot for the Eagles. Um, again, I don't think I missed any seniors in that class. But just so much experience paired with Coach Wilmoth, man. She always has like a freshman that comes up, you know, and is really, really good too. So, man, the, the sky is the limit for Northwestern Eagle Volleyball. There is no reason not to pack the Erickson Center just like UNW Nation did last year. Absolutely. Do you have anything? I don't. That was fun. That That was was fun. I hope that was awesome. I hope we got folks excited. I hope we didn't confuse too much. We're trying to preview it as best we can. And again, we'll just keep saying we're going to get more information. We're going to learn plenty more about these teams as the days go on. But I I think I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah, I would say we did awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, what am I supposed to say? We did bad. I mean, mean, I'm not going to say that. So no, that was fun, Ryan. You did a great job. You got me excited. Why don't you? Uh, end us on a high note here. Yeah, well, we have one kind of fun exercise to do to also try to build the excitement. Not a physical exercise. <laughs> we talk about sports. We don't do them. At least uh, not in this setting. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we're we're going to do a look at the whole fall schedule. And, okay, there are plenty of dates to get excited about. We've already thrown out some of them real quickly. But as far as maybe multiple things happening in one day, a date that really sticks out to you, David, I will let you start when you look at the fall schedule, fast approaching, what is one date that raises your eyebrows? Well, you know, Ryan, I'm not really a look ahead or plan ahead oh, guy. Yeah. I'm more you're of a, a coach. You I'm more of a, I'm more of a live in the moment I person, I which dream. is why my answer is going to be the first big Saturday of the fall season. Again, I live in the moment. I think in the now, <laughs> the first Saturday, you got men's and women's cross country. They're at the Crown Invitational. Then you come home. Events on the Northwestern campus. Try to do this in, you know, chronological order. 1.30, you got to choose. You can either choose to go outside, beautiful Saturday, early September afternoon, where Coach Pettit's women's soccer team is taking on the University of Wisconsin-Platteville, or at 1.30 you can go in, you can watch the Catherine Powell's Invitational, where Coach Wilma's nationally ranked volleyball team is taking on the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point, and then the nightcap, 7 o'clock at night, under the lights, Northwestern taking on Augsburg, the first f- football game of the season. Full day. Full day. It doesn't Eat get, it doesn't get better than I mean, that. So yeah. the first Saturday, Ryan, that's got me absolutely jazzed. When we are there and we are running from inside the Harrison Center to outside to watch Coach Pettit play, to stay in late at night to watch Coach Moore and the football team play, that will be when I will really stop and be like, we're back. You'll smell the roses a little bit? We are back. Well, (laughs) I'm sure I'll have about 25 things that I'll need to do that I'll be getting yelled at. Hey, why isn't this done yet? Well, I'm stopping to smell the roses. Just for a second, when it's a gorgeous fall day, just take a moment to pause. We don't pause enough in life. Smell no, the roses, folks. Can you go to my bosses and tell him, tell him that? Say, hey, they hey, need some time to. We smell can make the roses. that happen. There you go. What are you excited for, Ryan? Give me a day. I'm gonna look a little farther ahead. That's I'm gonna kind of our personalities. You're a little more yeah. in the future. I'm a little I'm more. I'm always. In the I'm always. As far as fall sports go, I'm dreaming about late October and early November. I'm with Don't you. get me wrong. I'm, I'm staying you. in the moment, but I'm thinking of what could be to come. Okay. So I'm gonna skip a little further ahead. Just a few Saturdays ahead. Homecoming Saturday. Because why not? Everyone loves homecoming. Yep. Let's pack the campus for a number of different reasons. Let's get the bouncy houses. Let's get the, what do they got, a llama out there in the parking lot? Or they, you know <laughs> I what do they've think done they in the have past. A, They do have a petting zoo or something out there. But we, we I don't know be, if it's a llama. We, but that was super specific. 
I don't know why we, you got so specific with the llama. We want people to come for the athletics, obviously. Okay, the the one that's always headline football. Okay, hosting Hope College at noon. Hopefully, it's a gorgeous fall Saturday afternoon. But then volleyball's off campus, but it's a huge game at St. Ben's. Another worthy Mayak opponent later on in the afternoon. You got women's golf across the border in the UW Whitewater fall invite. And then after football, they're going to re-rack. They're going to get whatever off the turf that they need to to get set for a huge double dip in soccer. And I tell you what, David, looking back to this past fall, these matchups did not disappoint. When Northwestern hosted Minnesota Morris, it was a chilly Friday afternoon. And I'm glad they played earlier in the afternoon because it was already cold that day, okay? Woman's squad came out firing. They won 4-2. to two. And then do you remember, you talked earlier. You were kind of foreshadowing this. I thought you were maybe going to mention it. You mentioned a guy... For Northwestern soccer, when sometimes he scores, it feels like it should be worth a goal and a half. A flair for the dramatic. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Well, JT had a big goal against Minnesota Morris. Yes. A walk-off winner yep. in extra time. It was the Eagles' kryptonite. And then it was a huge sigh of relief. Everyone said, finally. Run in overtime. Fires a laser into the top right corner of the goal. Double dip, women's soccer, followed by men's soccer, a full day out on the Reynolds Field turf. I'm looking forward to Saturday the 24th. You have got me absolutely fired up. I cannot wait. I hope this fall preview got you half as excited as Ryan and I are right now. Ryan, I won't even say anything else because you just ended us on a really, really high note talking about homecoming Saturday. So I will let you kind of sign us off from here. One last thing to tease. We do have a UNW student athlete interview in the works. Yep, We're still working happen. on a time. It's going to happen. Rest assured, David and I are doing everything in our power to I, make interviews happen. I'm not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> We're losing sleep trying to lock down these interviews. I haven't so, eaten in three days trying to set up this If interview. you are listening to this and you got to the end of this, first of all, thank you. You should get some award for appreciate listening to all this. We really do appreciate it. Hey. Download, subscribe, listen on the go. We don't want you to use up your whole data plan, so hit that download button and you can listen to it later when you're out on the road. We're trying to help you out with that. But if you're listening to this saying, you know what, when are they going to get some people on who can really give us more intel, people we want to listen to, the stars of this campus, the headliners, we're working Ryan's on Ryan's going to sit back Stick and with say, us. DP's already on the show. <laughs> You are a headliner. <laughs> I mean, people do just, tune in to People are going to think I was being serious with that. I was joking. So joking. we do appreciate you listening to this, but we have bigger and better things ahead. That's all I was saying with that. Hopefully you are enjoying the view in the sky with us. Appreciate you listening. We look forward to catching you next time on UNW Athletics Flying with DP and Ryan.